When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The all-electric Kia EV9, Kia's largest electric seven-seat SUV. Kia, major partner of the Australian Open. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. This is Sports Day. Welcome to the summer edition of Sports Day SA. Paul Bonzer with you and my good friend Daniel Menzel is here with me as well. Menz, how are you going today? I'm well, Bonds. How about yourself? I'm good. I've had a good day, busy day, but uh, yeah, good. And the weather was, um, I'm a little bit tired to be honest. The storms last night kept me up. They were a little bit of a surprise, weren't they? Mm. I didn't think I saw it in the telecast, no. but I guess when you have a 40 degree day, it's probably no surprise when it drops the next day that maybe that happens. But um, a much easier day today yes. than what it was yesterday. Way too warm, but yes. uh, still plenty of news coming out today. And we know we've got the Big Bash final tonight. Yes. There's some other news we'll, in the cricket, some squads or some a squad's squads. been announced. We'll get to those, the T20 and ODI squads. We'll give you an uh, Australian Open update as well. We might speak to Mark Milligan from Adelaide United as well. Lots on and also your calls, your texts. Uh, the Just Quality Home Improvements open line, 1300 736 736 or text in 0427 154 166. Just Quality Home Improvements, experts in roller shutters, plantation shutters, outdoor blinds, artificial lawns and roof restorations. And we are going further for Australian farmers Find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. Men's time for the hot topic for Toolkit Depot. Everything you need to get back to work. Let's have a look at the T20 squad and maybe the ODI squad as well. Which one do we want to do first? We'll start with the T20 squad, which was announced today. The ODI squad came out around about a week ago. But if you want to go through the list right. there of the players that were named in Australia's T20 squad for this upcoming three-game series against West Indies. Mitch Marsh, captain. Jason Berendorf, Tim David, Nathan Ellis, Josh Hazelwood, Travis Head, Josh Inglis, Glenn Maxwell, Matt Short, Marcus Stoinis, Matthew Wade, David Warner, Adam Zampa. You might have missed tonight's player of the match in the Big Bash final as well, I noticed. Sean Abbott, you didn't mention. Oh, I missed him. Oh, absolutely, deliberately on purpose. Sean Abbott's in there as well. <laughs> I know that you're a big fan of Sean Abbott, Bonds. But uh, look, it's it's a good squad. It's an experienced yes. squad. Um, if we go through a few of the names, it's good to see... The likes of Berendorf, who's been very good now for a couple of years in the Big Bash and has got his rewards at IPL level. Nathan Ellis, another one who's yep. in a Should be similar... in the squad. And he's been in that squad for the last sort of 18 months. Without doubt. Yeah. Um, Sean Abbott, one who I've been a big fan of. You're not so much in that same boat, but he does perform well in the Big Bash year in, year out. Uh, Josh Inglis, we know that he's taken over that number one spot as the keeper, the mantle there in the ODIs yep. and the T20s. Yep. Matt Short, great to see him named in both the ODI and T20 squad. We're not surprised, but it's just good that he is there. Well, the decision now is we were having a look at this before we started, and who opens the batting in that squad? Well, that's the other point I wanted to make was David Warner is in that squad. Some people thought that David Warner's last game in Sydney 
would mean we'd never see him again in Australian colours. But the question that we are posing to you out there, text in on 0427 154 166 or give us a call on 1300 736 736. Who should be opening for this upcoming three-game series against the West Indies? The names that stand out, Matt Short we have mentioned, David Warner we have mentioned, and Travis Head. There's probably three openers to yes. get into the two spots. Yes. So who do you believe opens in this upcoming series? For me, it's Matt Short and Travis Head. A couple of reasons. Matt Short is clearly the most informed T20 batter in Australia at the moment. 200 runs more than anyone else in the Big Bash. Completely correct. Yep. And he's a right-hander. That's also a very so valid point. Right-hander, left-hander combination at the top of the order. And I'd open Travis before I'd open Dave Warner. I'm not sure Dave Warner makes my best side. So, okay. So you think you would go with Matt Short and Trav. Who yeah. do you think they will open this series with? They will open Dave Warner and Travis Head. They will open with David Warner and Travis Head, yep. not Matt Short. Nope. Okay. So question then. The upcoming T20 World Cup starts in June. Our first game is against Oman on the 6th of June. Who knew? Yeah, should be able to get a win, a winning start there. It's a different format. There's 20 teams in the T20 World Cup. But surely if we are going into that World Cup, you are opening Matt Shaw in this upcoming series against West Indies to see if he is up to it. Look, I, I hope they do. I hope they press the button and just giving that give him that opening spot. Yep. Um, I'd be surprised if they do because the, I get, I think they feel some loyalty towards David Warner. Yeah, they without a doubt do. Now, some people might be listening to us and going, well, that's easy. You just open Warner and either travel short and put the other one at three. Mm. They're not going to do that because Mitch Marsh is coming Lock, in at number three. He's a skipper. He's dominated in that position since he's been in that position. So, effectively, there's only two spots in the top three available. Uh, I believe that Matt Shaw has to open in this upcoming series against West Indies because if he doesn't, then there is almost no chance that he opens in the World Cup. So why not give it a crack and see what happens? Now, they do take on New Zealand in three T20s after this series. Steve Smith will come back into that squad. So that changes things a little bit. So just on that, the T20 series against West Indies will follow the ODI series where the squad was announced last week. And if we have a look at the openers in that squad, Warner is not in that squad. No. Matt Shaw is, Travis Head is, and Steve Smith is. Yes. So effectively, you just substitute Warner for Smith in that squad. And and again, you'd think that Matt Short's going to open in one of these series. You would think so. And as South Australians, he's a striker. We would want him to open. I'm not so sure. We've said it before on this show, and Jason Gillespie has said it before on this show, is that Andrew McDonald loves experience. Yep. And he'll play the experienced player before the younger player. Okay, so question on that, because I'm, I'm maybe somewhat surprised this guy's in the ODI squad and not necessarily the T20 squad. Jake Fraser-McGurk is in the ODI squad. Yep. You've just said he prefers experience. Surely he and the likes of Aaron Hardy, who's also in that squad, then don't really get much of a look in. Um, There's some good names I th- I in that think, I think they. I think they have to play one of them. Yep. So either... Matt Short, I'd love to see both of them play. Aaron Hardy probably plays. He deserves, I think he deserves it only slightly over Fraser McGurk at the moment. His time will come, but I think Hardy's form of the last three big bash seasons in particular, and even his one-day form, 
stands up. Hardy's going to play a lot of cricket uh, for Australia. Also good to see yes. Xavier Butler be rewarded for a, yeah. a really good Big Bash season. Uh, you have to reward form at uh, Big Bash, Sheffield Shield and One Day Level, and Butler gets a reward in the ODI upcoming series. And Big Will Sutherland um, has been added to that squad as well. So there's three ODIs against the West Indies, uh, February 2 at the MCG, February 4 at the SCG, and February 6th at Monica. We got a text in from Gavin who did say that you would open with Warner and Shaw and then you can bring Travis Head in at three. We did men- just mention that mm. Mitch Marsh will come in at three. Can you then, off the back of that text, potentially go with Warner, Short, Marsh and Head at four? Yeah, could, you can bat Head at four. You can bat him at five. The but only, you, but I, you've got... We've got other yeah. players there. I mean, Inglis will probably come in at four. Maxwell probably at five. So it does then just drop Tim the order David. down. There is a number of names there. So it's a, it's a, again, it's a good he- headache to have. But who are you opening? Are you opening Matt Short? Are you opening David Warner or Travis Head? Which two of the three in the upcoming T20 series against the West Indies? Text in on 0427-154-166. The Just Quality Home Improvements open line. And... Um, if you've got the SEN app, which you should have, if you haven't, why haven't you? Uh, the button's right there. You can just SENSA, click text, and away you go. That was the hot topic for Toolkit Depot. Everything you need to get back to work. Tools, equipment, safety gear, workwear, in-store or online right now. Should we do a bit of an Australian Open update, men's? We should. There's been some big results in the past 24 hours in particular in the quarterfinals. So we know that Novak Djokovic has knocked off Taylor Fritz. He's into yet again another semifinal. Yannick Sinner, you're loving the way he's playing at the moment. We mentioned he knocked off Rublev. Mm-hmm. So Sinner takes on Djokovic in the semifinal. In the other side of the draw, Medvedev went to five sets against Herkats from Poland, but he was too good. Alexander Zverev takes on Carlos Alcarez tonight. That is going to be some sort of game. Hopefully it doesn't go until 2 or 3 a.m. in the morning, but that could go potentially to five sets. In the women's side of the draw, Sabalenka, the number two seed, far too good in her matchup. Straight sets win there. Coco Goff we mentioned as well, so they'll play each other. Yes, Stremska from Ukraine is through to the semifinals. She'll take on either Kalinskaya or Zhang from China. So... Coco Goff and Sabalenka, by far the two more known athletes and two more known women's tennis players there. I believe that we're going to see Djokovic in the final. And I think that it's a line ball between Medvedev and Akras. For mine, on the other side, in the women's draw, I think Sabalenka and Goff, whoever wins that semifinal will be too good and will win the Australian Women's Open this year. We've agreed a lot this week. It's not occasionally we disagree, but so, I'm, I'm with you. I've been with you all week. You have been. So who do you like more out of? The, I think this is a good question. Who do you like more out of Sabalenka and Coco Golf? Golf. Oh, I'm going to go Sabalenka. Yeah, she's she's she probably starts favorite. Just favorite. I just I just like the way Coco goes about her. Tennis. Well, Adam White That's mentioned last week when he was in studio that he really likes Coco Golf mm. as well. She is in as good a form as anyone. Yep. That's going to be a great semifinal. Coming up on the show, we've got your TV guide, men's. Thanks to Kia, major partner of the Australian Open. You'll let us know what to watch over the weekend. Uh, movie of the week. That's yours this week as well. Thanks to Lumo Energy. Switch to the affirmative. What You got something I have got us? a great movie great that uh, if you have not laughed at this movie and watched it and watched it in a little while, you've got to put it back on. It is a great sporting movie with a bit of humour attached. Right. And Mark Milligan from Adelaide United will join us as well on the show. Thanks to Nutrient Ag Solutions. 
Going further for Australian farmers, this is the summer edition of Sports Day SA. We'll be back straight after this. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports ASA. Bonds and men's with you. You can be part of the show. The Just Quality Home Improvements open line is 1300 736 736 or text in 0427 154 Men's, I reckon we get straight into your TV guide. TV Guide is brought to us by Tyre Power. Four for the price of three on Kumo. Tyre Power thinks safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tyre Power. Daniel Menzel. Yeah, this is our weekly TV Guide. What's on? What's happening in sport over the next seven days? We'll start with the test match, which kicks off tomorrow at 2.30. Woohoo! Uh, it's probably an important toss to win for the Australians because we know that Thursday will be fine. Friday might be okay, but Saturday, Sunday, Monday's forecast don't look great. They bowl again, don't they, if they win the toss? Without doubt. You yes. bowl and try and bowl them out. Um, because if they bat and they bat for a whole day, we might not see the West Indies actually face many deliveries. So I agree I'd bowl first if I'm Pat Cummins. So that's Thursday. That's tomorrow, 2.30 that starts. Then we go Thursday, tomorrow night this is. Adelaide United take on Melbourne City at Amy Park. Yes. We're going to chat with Mark Milligan next. This is a huge game. Melbourne City very good at home. A team that's equal on points as Adelaide United. So a massive game. That's 7.15 tomorrow night. Then we move to Friday night. The Adelaide Giants in the preliminary final, they host the Melbourne Aces. Game one is 7 p.m. on Friday at West Beach. Yes. Still tickets available? Uh, yes, there wouldn't be many, but uh, yeah, she's going to be packed. We did speak with Lachlan Wells, the yes. starting pitcher of the Adelaide Giants ace. He didn't confirm that he'll be on the mound, but he certainly will be. So that is Friday at 7 o'clock. Then the 36ers, you'll be there on Saturday. I will, with the big chinch. They take on Cairns at home Saturday night, 5 p.m. start. So the 36ers, if they win this, they keep their slim playoff chances alive. Mm-hmm. The Australian Open's women's final will be Saturday night as well. About 7 o'clock they'll kick off, or 7.30 probably kick off there. So we mentioned Sabalenka take on Coco Goff. Whoever wins that, I believe, will win the Australian Open women's final. Yes. On Sunday night, it's the big one. It's the main event, the men's final. We expect Novak to be there. Who will be against him? Will it be Medvedev? Will it be Alcaraz? There's a few names. I like. I think Alcaraz. I do too. It'll be a great final. That's the perfect matchup, isn't it? If it's Djokovic versus Alcaraz, uh, it will be a sensational final. And the last one I've got in the TV guide is NFL Monday. Monday morning, set your alarms. Baltimore versus Kansas City, 6.30 in the morning. Then, straight away after that game concludes, it's San Francisco taking on Detroit at 10 a.m. The winners of both of those games go into the Super Bowl in a fortnight's time. There is your TV guide for the weekend and uh, Port Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. You can find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. Don't forget to text in 0427 154166. Men's, uh, what was our topic? Our question, Who's going to open the batting? Our That's question right. was with the uh, Cricket Australia announcing the T20 squad today against the West Indies, the upcoming three-game series, who opens the batting for Australia? Now, there's three candidates, three options in that squad. That is David Warner, who's only retired from Test cricket. He's still going around in the T20 mm-hmm. and one-day format. 
is it Travis Head? Is it Matt Shaw? Is it David Warner? Which two are you going out of those three? We've mentioned that if Matt Shaw doesn't get the gig in at least one of these three games, where does that leave him come the T20 tournament in June this year, which is in the West Indies and America? Yes. So who do you think? Is it Matt Shaw and Travis? Is it Travis and David Warner? Or is it maybe Warner and Matt Shaw that open the batting? We're probably only about 25 minutes away from the Big Bash final. Not that far away. Um, we'll keep an eye on that. We'll bring you the Winner result of the, of the bat toss. We, and who's batting? Who's bowling? So if you were to win the bat flip bonds, would you bat first and put runs on the board? Or would you be happy chasing in the final tonight? In a final, I, I think runs on the board. And it's shown that throughout the final series. Runs on the board means a lot. However, if you have Moses Enriquez in your side and you're chasing... Uh, not the worst thing in the world either. Yeah, well, in last year's final, the Brisbane Heat, who obviously have made back-to-back finals, they batted first in last year's final and got run down. The mm. Scorchers chased it down with an over to spare or four deliveries to spare. So Josh Brown, the way he played the other night against the Strikers, you've got to bat first if you're the Brisbane Heat. And if he does what he does the other night, he takes the game away from the Sixers. Look, I don't think he's going to do that. I'm not sure he will make as many as... I, I'm telling you now, men, he won't make more than 10, Josh Brown. That's 130 runs less than what he did the other night. Yep. Uh, we just caught him on a good night. We, the we, strikers. No, you're right. We did. He made 25 in last year's final off 12 deliveries. I think you'll see something potentially only, similar. Only tonight. one other bloke got to double figures, and that was another South Aussie that we've adopted, Nathan McSweeney. Yeah, and he bowled well too, actually. <laughs> three for three off five dots. Uh, yeah, five balls. That was amazing. Who who are you barracking for tonight? Um, the Sixers I'm, or the Heat? No, nah, the Heat. Yeah. Because Buff's part of it. Yeah, no. Nah, Sweeney's part of it. And it's that underdog type. And, yeah, and also there was mentality. eight of there was eight of them who played in last year's final. Yeah. So they'll want some redemption, it's, won't they? It's a great point, actually. I do barrack for teams that have lost finals because uh, you feel for them. The empathy is there, so... Come on, the Brisbane hate. Yeah, I think they've got to. Now, if, you, um, if you're going to, to listen to the cricket, you can do it right here on SENSA. Soon, we'll be crossing to Matt White and Big Dougie Bollinger to call all the action. So you can stay right here on SENSA. Uh, thanks to Panasonic Air Conditioning with Nano EX Air Purification. And um, for if, if you want to listen to us, men's and I, we're still going to be here for another few minutes and we're going to speak to Mark Milligan on cruise. Uh, we've got a text in. Um, Simon from Noosa has text in short and head to open. I like you thinking. Yeah, that is, it's, it's, I think that's going to be, if we had a, a vote on this, I think that would be the number one option. I mean, particularly here in Adelaide, but Simon from Noosa, so up in Queensland, he's gone with Travis Head and, and Matt Shaw. I think that's, that's probably the obvious one, isn't it? But Simon yeah. barracking for the heat, you reckon? Tonight? I reckon you might be. But, uh, yeah, stick with us. We're going to be chatting with Mark Milligan, my movie of the week oh, as yes. well. But if, if you want to hear it or you want to hear it tomorrow, you can absolutely listen to us on the app or on the podcast as well is where you'll be able to find the rest of the show. Thanks to Panasonic Air Conditioning with Nano EX Technology. Take a breath of fresh air. You're listening to the summer edition of Sports Day SA with Paul Bonzer and Dan Menzel. We are here tomorrow. We don't work Fridays. We've got too much to do on Fridays, don't we, Mince? We do, but we will bring you the bat flip result after this upcoming break.
The all-electric Kia EV9. Kia's largest electric seven-seat SUV. Kia, major partner of the Australian Open. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports Day SA. Hope you're having a fantastic Wednesday. Paul Bonds and Dan Menzel with you. You can be part of the show on the Just Quality Home Improvements open line. You can call in on 1300 736 736 or text 0427 154 166. The question we're asking is who should open the batting in the T20 side? Should it be Dave Warner, Travis Head, Matt Short, one of those three or two of those three? Who should open the batting? Um, men's, uh, have we got a result of the t- toss in the BBL final? We do, and the Sixers have won the bat flip, and they have elected to field first. They put the Brisbane Heat into bat. Moses wants to chase. He does. I mean, Josh Brown took the game away from the strikers the other night. The same thing could happen tonight. Now, interestingly, the last final the Sixers won was back in the 2020-2021 season, and they put a total on the board, the Sixers, and then the Scorchers weren't able to chase that down. So, yeah, very interesting decision from Moses. The Sixers looking to win their fourth title tonight. The Brisbane Heat, if they are triumphant, they will win their second title in the history of the Big Bash. Yes, and uh, Nathan McSweeney captaining the Heat once again. And, uh, yeah, Moses, I think he's he's been fantastic this tournament. And um, But we want the Heat to win. Don't we? We do. I feel like, I don't know, I just feel like they might win too. The Sixers team, I don't know. It's hard one to tell, but I don't know. I would have bat first. Right. Let's get our next guest on the line. Thanks to your local tyre power. Hot summer sale is on. Get four for the price of three on Kumo Tyres from Adelaide United. It's their assistant coach, and I believe he's just touched down in Melbourne men's. Uh, It is Mark Milligan. Welcome to the show, Mark. Good evening, gentlemen. How are we? Uh, we're really good. Uh, how was the flight over? No dramas? No, no, pretty good. It was um, not too bad. We only delayed 15 minutes this week, so it was a, a good day today. <laughs> so you, you, tomorrow, uh, you take on Melbourne City at Amy Park uh, tomorrow night. How's the feeling in the group going into this game? Yeah, look, it's been good. Obviously, we had um, last weekend off with the match against Western being postponed. And look, I think the last month in, in general for us has been has been pretty positive. I think, you know, Wellington and MacArthur were, were two good positive performances. And then obviously putting the, the performance with the points against Sydney FC, what, about 12, 13 days ago now, um, I think puts us in a good place at the moment. Mark, I just want to ask you about the performance over Sydney FC, a 4-3 win. We spoke with Carl a couple of weeks ago about taking more opportunities, a lot of shots on target, a lot of shots at goal. Well, this time, four goals from just the seven shots at goal, which is very efficient. You must have been really pleased with that conversion rate. Yeah, well, football can be a silly game, can't it? I think, um, you know, we had been creating a lot of chances previously and, I, look, I think the, the quality of opportunity that we created against Sydney FC was was probably um, you know better than than overall the last few weeks. You know, we, we've created gotten some good areas previously and created some half chances, but I think the real quality of um, the opportunities we created against Sydney were we we deserved what we what we got that night, and we'll be looking to do that again. You know, that, that's an area we've been working hard on, um, obviously since the start of the season, but. 
that that's an area where we continue to work hard on. I think, as I say, the the, the quality of the opportunity is just as important, and and not only that, it, it's how we get into those areas, and then obviously the the final touch was there against Sydney. Yeah, the final touch certainly was, and Ibrusuki he scored a hat trick in that game. It, it's taken him a little while, but it feels like now he's just starting to really show his class. Yeah, look, I think we we speak a lot about it in in Australian football as well. It can take time for for foreigners to to settle and get used to to the way that the game's played here. And then obviously, uh, you know, I thought Hero did quite well from the moment he arrived. But I think to fully see what what Hero's about is taking a little bit longer. And you know, we can't forget he had quite a big setback last season with his calf, and you know, spent quite a lot of time out of the game. So I think now we're we're really seeing his understanding of the Australian game, and and as you say, his quality starting to come through. And I think it works both ways as well. Obviously, we've got quite a young group, and you know, it can take time. Uh, it can take some time to to for them to adjust to him as well. You mentioned the little break. Did that come at a good time? Like, is the squad fit and healthy at the moment? Um, yeah, look, I, I never uh, enjoy a break too much. I think, um, you know, we're, we're very much a, a momentum team. Um, but, yeah, of course, I think the, the Christmas period was, was quite busy. Uh, you know, we had quite a bit of travel as well through that period. So it, it was a chance for us to, I guess, double down on a few things as well that, uh, you know, tactically we've been trying to, to get through the boys uh, <clears throat> over the last few months. So it is a chance to freshen up. But in saying that, they still work quite hard in, in preparation for this week. Last time we played Melbourne City earlier in the season, we beat them 6-0 at home. Does that have any influence on the players' mindset going into this game against them? Oh, look, God, I think so. I think Melbourne City were in, in quite a different place then. Obviously, they've had a change of coach since uh, this week. They've also had a midfielder who's um, <clears throat> who's head off back home. So there, a lot of things have changed. Uh, look, I think uh, the, mentally for our boys, it's important to know that... Uh, you know, they're only human as well. And I think that result at home definitely proved that. And I think as long as we understand that and we know that on our, well, not even on our day, but, you know, most most times, any time of the week, we, we can compete with, with absolutely anybody. And, and that's, you know, doesn't exclude Melbourne City. So I think that confidence is important, but um, just an understanding that if we go and execute, uh, you know, our game plan and, you know, we look after each other and work hard, then then we're a very good chance of, of knocking anyone off, especially away from home. Without doubt. And so on Melbourne City, they've only lost one of their past 15 games at home. They're one of the best teams at home. So is Amy Park, is that one of the toughest trips there is in the A-League at the moment? Yeah, look, Amy Park's a fantastic venue for football and you know, as you said, they they, they make teams uh, you know really work for, for anything that they need to get there and I think, you know, over the last, well, since I've been here, uh, you know, we've had some, some decent results, not only against Melbourne City, but Melbourne Victory there as well. And I, I just think it's a, a place that, um, you know, you, you should enjoy coming to. It's a, it's a fantastic venue and probably the closest to, you know, probably second best ground in the country only to ours. So I think the boys enjoy coming here. Like I said, it's a real football atmosphere and we, we know we're going to be up uh, up against it and it's going to be a massive challenge. But these are the types of games that, you know, we, we need to we need to enjoy and, and we need to thrive for. So we've got Melbourne City um, uh, on tomorrow night and then we have Central Coast and Perth at home. It's fair to say it's a, a big couple of weeks for the club, isn't it? 
Yeah, absolutely. It's um, you know, it is a massive couple of weeks. I think the the last game a couple of weeks ago against Sydney was was a very important result for us. You know, I think we've we've been playing some good football and putting in some good performances, but you need to stay in touch with that sort of top half of of the league. And you know, this this challenge tomorrow will be enormous for us, but one we're very much up to. And, and I think Mariners, if I can look forward a week as well, I think the Mariners will be another another tough game, but one that we should, we very much expect to be going and winning. So just on the Melbourne City Adelaide United rivalry, we know that the rivalry between Victory and United is yes. as good as you see in the A League and maybe Australian sport. Is the City and United rivalry similar? Is it much less? Is it is it starting to really build into a rivalry like the Victory and United one? Yeah, I think so. I think it's a little bit of a different feel to the to the Victory United one. Obviously, that's been around for for a, a lot longer and. Um, you know, I just know that, you know, especially again since since I've been here, we've you know been somewhat of a bogey team for for Melbourne City. Uh, you know, we've caused a few upsets over the last few years, and I think we're sort of at a point now where it's not so much of an upset for us when when especially when we come here and we do well. We uh, as a group, you know, expect to to not only compete but uh, you know be, I guess held in the same regard as, as they are. We know they're very much a powerhouse in, in Australian football and they, they deserve respect for that. But, you know, respect and coming here and laying down is two very different things. And I think we just, um, we have a good feeling when, when we play against Melbourne City. Now, whenever ever we speak to you, Mark, you're always very calm and and you come across very, I guess, naturally calm. Are you the calm head in the coach's box? Like when if Carl loses a little bit, are you the one that goes up to him and says, it's okay, it's okay? Um, oh, probably not so much. I'm definitely the calmer head on the golf course, but probably not so much sitting on the bench. Uh, look, it's, uh, it's very much a, a balancing act. And, you know, I'm you know not too long out of the game and, and I know how much... Uh, you know, our behaviour on the bench can, can influence the players on the field as well. And Carl's extremely passionate. And I guess it's just about me sort of balancing that, um, you know, as much as possible and, and making sure that, you know, when, when a battle does need to be fought, that that's not for the players, that, uh, you know, th- th- there's a time for that. And, and there's a time to be that, uh, you know, that little bit of a cooler head as well. And as I said, Carl's very, very passionate. It's it's I feel my role is more to, I guess, balance that out to make sure that, you know, the the effect on the team is still as positive as possible. So by the sounds of that, you have Carl's measure when it comes to the golf course, <laughs> I've taken out of that, Mark. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just, I'm just not as uh, emotional about it. I hope, this, I hope this isn't going live or anything like that, because I don't want to. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, I want to ask you one more question before we let you go. Do you think... Video video replays have come into all sport as far as making decisions go. Do you think it has helped football across the world, the video reviews, or um, or is you better off just leaving it to the? Look, I, the I, I think it, I think I think it has helped the game. I think we the way we use it doesn't help the game if that makes sense. I think we, um, you know, we 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 don't rely on it too much, but I think football. Uh, isn't a sport where you can slow things down to the point of of really finding something that's wrong. I think, um, you know, originally when it came in, uh, it was 
always made clear to us that it was only going to be used for clear and, and obvious mistakes. And, and I just feel like we've gone beyond that a little bit now and, and we're, we're, we're looking into things too much. I think uh, the game, it has to be a free-flowing game and you know there, there, there still has to be errors in, in a football match. And I just think we've gone too far now on, I'm going to say, relying on that to, to give information rather than, I guess, confirm or back up what a referee's thinking. You're a very smart man, Mark Milligan. Uh, I think that's the same in all sports. It's gone too far the other way. Well, look, uh, thanks for your time. Good luck against Melbourne City. Hopefully you can get the win and come back home. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Mark. He's a great chat, Mark Milligan. I love chatting to him. It is. It's always very insightful. Um, yes. And again, he's he's calm. You can tell that when you talk to him. And I did like the golf reference there too. <laughs> I wonder if there'll be a little wager on their next golf yeah, game between be. him and Carl. Um, uh, for Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers, find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. Men's, it's time for your movie. And when everyone says it can't be done, ducks fly together. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Are you crying? Are you crying? <laughs> There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. All right, men's, it's time for the movie of the week, and it's your pick. So what have you gone with? I have gone with a sporting movie that I mentioned it off the top of the show. The humor in this movie it's it's a funny, very funny movie, but also it's a sport that not many people knew about. And when you watch it, you're like, how would I actually go at this game? Was it an actual sport before the movie came out? <laughs> well, that's how good this movie is. It's actually turned it into a recognized sport around the world. The movie is dodgeable. Uh, it's a true underdog story. It's from 2004. It is a comedy. It's also a sports movie, as we've mentioned. It goes for about 90 minutes. You can watch it and catch it on Disney+. Plus. Um, it's one that, yeah, there is some really good names in it, whether it be the actual characters or whether it be the people that are playing these characters. And basically what it is, there's a tournament uh, that is held and there's a couple of teams that basically go in it to try and win the money, the prize money at the end of the tournament. Global Gym is the main team that is expected to win it. And Average Joes is the other one that's in it. I'm sure a lot of people out there who are listening to this will know exactly what I'm talking about. There is so many good moments in the movie. We might just have a little listen to a trailer here. 1954, a simpler time. Dodgeball is a sport of violence, exclusion, and degradation. A more innocent time. Make sure you pick the bigger, stronger kids for your team. That way, you can all gang up on the weaker ones. Today, there are those who are born to be champions. Here at Globo Gym, we're better than you. And we know it. <laughs> and then, there are these guys. Boom, boom, boom. Do you know why I'm here? Now, do you mean cosmically? You have 30 days to pay off your mortgage or you lose your gym. If there was any way in the world we could raise $50,000, we could play dodgeball. Line up, ladies! The name's Patches O'Hulahan. I'm your new coach. Nice to be in Vegas. You should quit now. I think I'll take my chances in the tournament. Yeah, you will take your chances. That's what I just said. That's what I'm saying to you. All right? Mm. Touche. 
Ben Stiller. We should date. What? I said we should date. I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Christine Taylor. <laughs> you like the rough stuff, huh? Real. Freaking naughty. I know, I know, oh, know. No. This summer. I love you. I love you. Joni loves Chachi. Grab life <laughs> by the balls. You ready for the... <laughs> Well, at least that wasn't weird. Dodgeball, a true underdog story. You can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. What? <laughs> what a movie. It is a great movie. One of my favorite quotes there. I'm going to get to another one in a second. But if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. So the cast in this, what I love about this is a lot of these people who are in this movie it was almost at the start of their careers as well. And so a couple of names, the bigger names, Vince Vaughn played Peter LaFleur. Average Joe's uh, leader in, of that gym. Ben Stiller was incredible as White Goodman for Global Gym. The way he was in that. Uh, Justin Long was Justin in it. But Jason Bateman, his job as Pepper Brooks, the commentator, uh, was so underrated in this movie. And when you watch it back, you realize some moments in it that you think, well, how good was he? Almost reliving... Um uh, Jackie Moon, the, mm-hmm. the basketball, yeah, same yep. same thing. He played the similar role yep. as the color guy, color commentator. Yeah, um, in in with the Flint Tropics. It yeah, was and awesome. The other thing that just tells me and makes me recognise it's such a good movie is when you quote parts of the movie. Yes, on not a day to day basis, but certainly week to week or year to year basis. It just shows how much of an impact it had. One of my favorite quotes in the movie that I've used so many times since I know a lot of other people have is from Cotton and it goes, he goes, I'm being told that average Joel's does not have enough players and would be forfeiting in the championship match. And that's when Pepper Brooks says, it's a bold strategy card and let's see if it pays off for them. <laughs> that is a quote that I use and I know a lot of people use. It is a bold strategy card and let's see if it pays off for them. What a great quote from a great movie, Dodgeball. If you haven't seen it in a while, Disney Plus is where you'll find it. So this is where men's... Uh, ben Stiller in this movie is unbelievably good. So good. Like, it's it should win an Academy Award. Yeah. But, but comedies... Don't. Don't. No. They, they just don't do it. Correct. But his role in this movie is... He is the best in this movie. By then, far. By far. But he wins the movie. Jason Bateman, for mine, is the second best. Is Pepper Rooks, the way he is in this. But you're right. Ben Stiller is White Goodman. There is so many lines from White Goodman as well that have just stuck forever. And Dodgeball is a brilliant movie. <laughs> Uh, and I'm sure if you, people have watched it, if not once, twice, maybe 10 times. It's a great rewatchable as well. Um, that was thanks to Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. And you can support the South Adelaide Netball Club in 23-24. Get your business centre court, support the South Adelaide Netball Club in 23-24 and become a show Sponsor now at sanc.com.au. Bonds, I have some breaking news. The Big Bash has started. Yes. And as I predicted, Sean Abbott has taken the first wicket of the match. They are one for five. The Brisbane Heat, it's not your man, Josh Brown, who is out. It is Pearson, who has gone for four. Bold Sean Abbott caught Josh Phillippe, an early breakthrough for the Sixers. Sean Abbott, that's why I had him. I had him as number two on my all-time list in the Big Bash. Again, delivering in a big game. And Benny's just given us some news as well. Our producer Benny Palmer. Yes. Uh, Moses Enriquez is playing tonight, but he has tested positive for COVID, so he'll be sitting in a room by himself. Is that still a thing? Yeah. So oh. they've got to be separated. 
but he could still play. Bizarre. I also love how you just did not pay any attention <laughs> to what I mentioned about Sean Abbott and being player of the match tonight. And he started in what else can we talk about? Scintillating fashion. Uh, the opening wicket of the match. He's one for five or five deliveries. He'll probably take a four and win the game for the Sixers. We did uh, have some audio from Steve Smith about opening the yes, batting against ahead. the West Indies. Let's have a listen to this. Uh, no, it was, it was good fun. You know, obviously couldn't get through um, Shamar's first ball. Um, you know, hadn't faced him before. Saw a bit on the, the vision and... What the vision showed me was that he actually brought the ball back in, so it kind of drew me in potentially to a shot that I probably normally wouldn't play. But, you know, I've had a look at him now, so hopefully better for the run, I suppose. And then second innings was tough, I think, as an opener. It's probably the worst time to bat when you only need 20 to, to win. That You're kind of on a hiding for nothing. There's not, no real good that can sort of come of it. So having said that, it was nice to get through and be not out at the end. And, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to this week. That's such a great cricket thing to do, isn't it? Well, Pat Cummins mentioned that we haven't got that much footage of him, so yes. we'll have to sort of wait and see what happens. And so I picture in my mind Steve Smith talking with the batting coach and him going, yeah, he brings the ball back in. And he goes, okay, great. And he goes out there and one goes away and he walks back into the change rooms and goes, you told me he brought the ball back in. And he goes, yeah. you hadn't seen him take it away from you, but that happened on the first delivery. Yeah, it's like going out of bat and the outgoing batsman just whispers in your ear as you, as you cross paths, he's bowling big in his mate. <laughs> and he bowls an outie first yep. ball and you nick it and off you go. Uh, so no excuses in this second test match for Steve Smith. Now that he knows and he's seen them, uh, he should make runs. You said, Travis Head, will go back to back. I'm backing Steve Smith in to make the most runs for Australia in the opening innings. All right, we've got a couple of more texts in uh, men's. Uh, Anthony's text in. He wants Matt Short and Travis Head to open as well. And Dan is text in as well. He wants David Warner and Matt Short to open. Yeah, I don't mind David Warner and Matt Shaw. I mean, Trav can bat Trav anywhere bat in the order. Yeah, yep. can bat absolutely anywhere in the order. But for mine, the main point is you've got to play Matt Short against the West Indies because if you don't, you won't play him against New Zealand and you won't play him in the World Cup. Give him the opportunity, the chance. He's the informed player of the Big Bash. See what he can do. You know you can go back to the option, the fullback option of Trav and David Warner if that's what you want to do, regardless of what... Matt Short does in the upcoming T20 series. We've had some good guests this week, men's, and uh, Benny's just told me we're going to speak to Jason Kadee from the Adelaide 36ers tomorrow. So tune Huge in game for the 36ers. Yeah, they're coming off uh, back-to-back road wins. Hopefully Jacob Wiley's fit and he'll play. We might ask Jace that uh, tomorrow as well. But uh, they are playing at the Cairns Taipans at 5 o'clock. I know there's only a few tickets left, so if you want to go... Get uh, get online and to uh, 36s.com, Adelaide36s.com, and get tickets for tomorrow. There's going to be another big crowd, over 9,000 guaranteed. Myself and Luke Shenshaw will call the game on SENSA from, we'll be on air from about 4.30 tomorrow. You've got a busy weekend. You're I mean, heading Saturday. to that. You'll be heading to mm. the Adelaide Giants. So you can also get some tickets there as well to see the Giants in the finals against the Melbourne Aces. they got to win, don't they, the Giants? Yeah, I'd that again, we we mentioned it when we spoke with Lockie Wells. They got the top three batters currently in terms of hits for this season. They've also got the best pitcher in baseball at the moment. So it stacks in their favour that they will win, and they will go to another final series or a championship series. Hey, while we're on the basketball, you mentioned thirty sixes. Mm. The Lakers took on the Clippers today in the NBA. Yes, the rivalry in in the NBA. LeBron didn't play, so no surprise. The Clippers too good. They are rolling at the moment. The Clippers. 
Kawhi Leonard, again, a quietly good season he is putting together. He hasn't missed many games at all this year. A triple-double today, 25 points, 11 rebounds, and 10 assists as they win 127 to 116 over the Lakers. They are now into fourth position in the Western Conference. No team would want to play the Clippers in the playoffs. No. No, they'll be very dangerous. We'll give you a score update from the SCG. Uh, Brown is one off five deliveries. McSweeney, he's only just faced the one ball. He's yet to get off the mark as Brown lobs one over the top of cover. And it's not going to go for the boundary. Well done by Steve O'Keefe. It's a good start for the Sydney Sixers. But they're one for, what are they, one for eight, the Heat. Yeah, really good start for the Sydney Sixers here who did put the Brisbane Heat into bat first. So... They're in a really good position. Josh Brown's still there, but much slower than what he was going at the other night. If you missed anything on the show, you can listen to the podcast. Just search for Sports ASA where you get your podcasts and you can listen to interviews or the whole show, whatever you like. That's the way we listen, isn't it, Men's? It is the way we listen. I'll be having a listen on the way home and tuning into the Big Bash final. Come on, the Brisbane 8. Have a great night. Uh, Enjoy the cricket. Enjoy the tennis. And we'll see you again tomorrow right here on the summer edition of Sports ASA. Good night, everyone. The all-electric Kia EV9. Kia's largest electric seven-seat SUV. Kia, major partner of the Australian Open. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay.